You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. Daily conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith. Well, build a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 105, and I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, my guest today says saying no is one of the most powerful time management tools. And I know for some of you, that's just pushed some buttons. So today's show is an absolute must listen and watch for you. Joining me today is returning guest, Elizabeth Grace Saunders. Now, Elizabeth is an internationally recognized expert on effective time management, and she's the founder of real life e-time coaching and speaking and her company partners with individuals on the journey from feeling guilty overwhelmed and frustrated to peaceful confident and accomplished i'm sure you all want some of that now she has been featured on cbs abc nbc and fox and the christian entrepreneurs podcast for the second time she contributes to forbes harvard business review and fast company and she has published three books Now, on today's show, Elizabeth is going to share how to have time for what's actually happening to you, how to stop feeling guilty about saying no, and how to have more clarity each and every day and get much more accomplished in less time. So welcome to the show again, Elizabeth. My pleasure. I'm delighted to be here. I can't remember what uh, show you were in last time. Can you remember when you came back on the the show? I'll... I can't, I can't I can't remember the precise number. I'm yeah, sorry. it's been quite some time. But uh, we connected uh, on Facebook, and I said you really need to come back on the show and talk about some of these really important time um, management tools. And I love the way that you've titled it, you know, saying no, such an important time management tool, because often we can be our own worst enemies when it comes to having enough time to do things. So I can't wait to, uh, to dive into that. So let's talk about when we're talking about time management, having time to do what's actually important to you. Because this is something that you want to talk about, I'm then assuming that often we're doing so much that if we had a look at all of the tasks, a lot of it's not really important stuff. Is that what you're finding with a lot of people? Oh, absolutely. I I think this has always been an issue, but particularly with technology Mm -hmm. and how so much of our lives are driven by email or our phone or other outside influences. Yes. I really believe most people spend most of their time doing things that aren't important stuff. I know this sounds awful, but I I think that's just the natural path of least resistance. Mm -hmm. So the only way to actually live a a different sort of life is to be intentional. Yes. You know, that's it's so important that we recognize that. And then for some of us, maybe some practical tips that you can share to help us to define what is actually important. Because yeah. some people, I know that they're nurturers and they love to help others. So for them to even consider that maybe doing things for other people may not be the most important things that they need to do can be a real life-changing um understanding for them. So what are some things that we need to know about this? 
Right. Well, the point you made is really good about the fact that a lot of this is based on being interdependent, whether yes. it's with technology or people. Mm. So one of the first steps is stepping away and being by yourself mm. <laughs> to make these decisions at first, at least yes. the ones you can make on your own. And that's just really taking some time to think through what are the key categories that are important to me? Uh-huh. So this is the Christian Entrepreneur Podcast. So hopefully um, God or faith <laughs> is, is some what important for many of us, we'd say that's at the center. Um, many of us have friends or family that are important to us, important people in our lives. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's our work, um, hopefully health and wellness. We need to stay alive. And so just taking some time, it can be as simple as taking a journal or if you prefer iPad or your computer, and to just reflect, okay, what are the key categories in my life? The ones I mentioned are probably mm-hmm. within them. And then within those, what's important to me and that will look a little different for each person but what i'm encouraging people to do here in a practical sense is step away mm-hmm. think about the priorities which are a little more abstract and then translate those into activities you can get on your calendar so i'll give a few specific examples um so for example maybe someone says health and wellness is important i want to live a happy and healthy life and that really is important to me Well, that's great, but you need to translate it into a specific activity, such as going on a walk three times a week for 30 minutes that you can then get on your calendar or at least get in a daily checklist that you could really start to say every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I need to find 30 minutes for it. Or um, again, if we say, you know, faith is important to us, well, everyone that looks a little different But for some people, maybe that looks like making sure you have time to go to church or making sure you have time to pray or whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like. And the key and why so often people fail and what they think is most important is they never do that small step of translating it into a very practical activity you can get into your calendar. Um, And so then it just falls off Mm. the time and there's no time left. Yes, I like that. And when you start to become more intentional in those aspects, it means that um, you're creating a new habit, if you will, that that is empowering. Mm -hmm. Because I know for many of us, and you probably get this too with your clients and people giving you feedback, is that we never really feel like we're catching up. Well, when we do, we still, you know, the next day, the same thing. This is steps that we know we can constantly leave time for things that are really important for us and not feel that we're behind uh, the eight ball, so to speak. Are there any other practical tips that you want to share that you know have been so important and we need to integrate? Well, another practical tip in regards to exactly what you were talking about, (laughs) you always feel like you're behind and that Mm. sort of thing, is just a simple activity of trying to get in some time estimates with the different actions you expect to accomplish in a day. Um, I find particularly with, in all of life, but particularly work, people often have very unrealistic expectations. So maybe they're in meetings all day and they have no time set aside to actually get work done or answer email. And then they wonder why they're on their laptop every night, you know? And so just taking some time to, again, block block out time in your schedule to say, you know, this is a time I'm not in meetings, Mm. the time to get work done can be really helpful to begin to create that space within your work time to get things done so it's Mm. not taking away from your personal time. And then also, and this was really helpful for one of my coaching clients recently, he didn't necessarily choose to put everything in his calendar, 
but in terms of being realistic and not feeling guilty, when mm. he made his daily to-do list, he just did a little time estimate by each one. So mm. maybe I think this will take 30 minutes or I think this will take an hour. And what he observed about himself is all of a sudden it kept him from spending too much time on email or yes. getting distracted by things because he recognized, okay, if I have these distinct tasks mm-hmm. with this amount of estimated time, well, then I need to find those hours in the day versus I think when we, again, when we keep it very abstract, like, oh yeah, yeah, I have to get this stuff done, mm-hmm. but we don't look for time on our calendar. We haven't estimated how long it will take. We just push it aside, push it aside, push it aside. And then we come to the end of the day and we don't feel like we've accomplished yes. anything. Yes. That there, what you've just shared is a brilliant tip and one that I will often, oh, that'll take five minutes. Five minutes will often turn into <laughs> 20 minutes. And, then yeah. my, you know, my husband, oh, I know your five minutes. But it's true. When we actually do put a time frame on it, we realize that uh, we just haven't given ourselves en- enough time. Yeah. And uh, that in itself, I think, is brilliant. Let's talk about how to stop feeling guilty about saying no. We need to do this more often. Uh, not saying no means that we're not thinking the other person's valuable or what they're asking us to do is not valuable is it share some insights because this can be so helpful for many of us i know absolutely so i'll share some practical things and i'll just share a little Mm. bit of biblical backing for Mm. this because i think especially for christians there can this can actually be a huge tension i even more than other people i know everyone can struggle with it Mm. so it's not just an issue with christians but there's often this kind of I would say ideology that Mm -hmm. if you're a good person or if you're a nice person, if you're a good Christian, you're just always going to say yes. Mm -hmm. You know, like you need to be nice, like, especially if it's something related to church or something that seems holy, like, well, you just have to say yes, or obviously you're just a bad person. That's Mm -hmm. not true. I'm not saying that's true, but I believe a lot of people think that way. Mm -hmm. And so if we want to go back, I believe in the Bible. So if Mm -hmm. we want to go back to kind of, well, biblically, what do we look at to say, well, maybe there's another another way to possibly mm-hmm, look mm-hmm. at this. I think it's really good to look at the life of Jesus. And we see numerous examples in the gospel where he basically said no to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that was in relation to, of course, once he began his public ministry, he was mm-hmm. very popular and people wanted to get healed. They wanted to see miracles. And there's multiple records where he would say no like it's time to go to another town mm. um, or people would, everyone would be wanting to see him and see him and he'd draw away to a quiet place yes. and say, no, I need to pray. I need to be mm-hmm. by myself. Yes. There's hundreds or thousands of people who want to see me, but my own spiritual practice, and this is Jesus we're mm. talking about is yeah. essential to me, my humanity, you know, his mm. humanity in that moment to get away and to be with God, the father mm. that if Jesus is our example as Christ followers, I really believe those passages validate that it is okay, first of all, from a theological standpoint for us to say no. Mm-hmm. So I, I start with that because mm-hmm. I think there can be a really big difference between Christian culture and yes. some things that people start thinking and then the reality we see in scripture yeah. that Jesus um gave us an example. It was okay to take care of yourself Mm -hmm. just because many people had needs didn't mean he couldn't take time alone to pray. Um, And just because people wanted him to stay in a certain place or do certain things, Mm -hmm. if he believed that 
God's will, the direction was for him to go to another place that that was okay. And he wasn't feeling guilty about it. So um, I think that's important just from a theological perspective for us to have. Mm -hmm. And then from a practical perspective, once we acknowledge it's okay as Christians for us to say no, from a practical perspective, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. So if you're clear on your core priorities, so having time for your faith, as you express that, um, having time for the people God has given you in your life, whatever mm-hmm. that looks like, friends, family, whomever, um, having time to, for self-care, you know, Jesus yes. slept, he ate, all of that. So if you look at that and you have got your calendar laid out you know a rough estimate of Mm -hmm. how things fit that then demonstrates to you how much time what's your capacity what's left over and so if you want to not feel guilty about saying no when a request comes in if you look at your time capacity like I have a very full week this week Mm -hmm. and literally there's no space like in your Mm -hmm. schedule then it's like okay well that answers the question Mm -hmm. I'm going to say no Um, without guilt, because that's just the reality of my resources right now. Um, Does that mean God can never work in some ways to give us resources beyond or switch priorities? Well, of course not. God Mm. can do what he wants. And if he really desires you to do something, he will provide the time. But as a general rule, just like with our finances in Mm -hmm. general, God calls us to be good stewards of our finances and not to, you know, maybe go into debt or do certain things. Um, because he's typically not leading us in that way Mm -hmm. um in the same one with our time although yes there absolutely can be exceptions in general if you don't have the time that's a pretty clear indication it's probably something to say no to (laughs) yeah yeah i think that time and money are two aspects that people will often struggle with and you know especially around what you've been sharing today and i think the biblical principles that you refer to are just so uh, such a, a way for us to model and and yes Jesus did um, separate from himself from from the crowd if you will something else that he did too and I think this is so important for all of us as Christian entrepreneurs I mean there's a lot of opportunities where we can contribute if we wanted to become part of or, or you know groups and ministry in our churches yet there are certain gifts and talents that we've been blessed with and best suited for us to say yes to those opportunities now Jesus was a prophet he he preached he did miracles he was a carpenter by trade now as he traveled um unless i'm wrong i don't think he was building churches actually with a hammer and nail and doing any repair work and all that kind of thing and so why i'm sharing this is that sometimes yes there are so many opportunities that we can contribute and some we say yes to and others are not yet tapping into where our natural skills and gifts so don't feel guilty about saying no to something that you really don't really feel that you can contribute to do you find that that's often a struggle for people too absolutely and also you made the good point of seasons you know there was a season where jesus was a carpenter literally and Mm -hmm. um then there was a season when um he was in his public ministry where I haven't seen any record that he was a carpenter at that point, so I think you're correct. Um, so yes, yes, you're absolutely right. And I think that a big issue for this, especially in general for all people, but especially mm. as Christians, is sometimes we can think because someone asked us to do something, particularly if we revere them as someone very holy, you know, mm-hmm. oh, well, the pastor asked me to do this, or, mm-hmm. you know, someone who's a leader of my church, well, then it must mean 
God's wanting me to do it. You know, like yes. we're, we're thinking like, oh, well, that must be a sign. And it could be. Mm-hmm. And there, I've had absolutely, I've had times where I was asked to do certain things in church when initially I thought, I, I don't know about that. I never thought about it. Mm-hmm. But then I stepped away, prayed about it. And I was like, yeah, that'd be great. And I was, mm-hmm. I was happy I did. And alternatively, there's times I've been asked to do things and I've declined. I stepped mm-hmm. away, prayed about it. I was like, no, that doesn't seem like a fit. And um, it's interesting. This actually came up in my own business or has come up in my own business. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, similar to you, I have a large part of my business that's for everyone. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's time management coaching. There's no particular religious Mm. connotation to that um and then I have a divine time management which is my Christian group coaching program and book Mm. and I really feel called to serve people um professionals Mm. so I've I've worked with professionals my whole life I love it and I love working with Christian professionals and um you know adults in a variety of fields but are you know working adults Mm. and someone brought the idea to me of He's like, oh, you could translate, you know, the work that you're doing with divine time management to high schoolers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't mind at all that he shared, you mm-hmm. know, and I appreciated his passion. It was great to give me a suggestion, but I stepped away, I prayed about it. And I realized, you know, and I told him this, mm-hmm. I've never felt called to do that. Mm. Um, I do volunteer in my church. I actually volunteer in the nursery with the babies. Um, But, you know, I've never felt called to do lots of things with high school ministry, Mm. either in my church or professionally. And so that's an example of basically I said no to that idea. Um, It wasn't that I didn't pray about it, but I think as Christians and also as business owners, Mm. people will come to you with ideas and they may be very passionate about it for one reason or the other and maybe project that onto you. Yes. And you need to to really say, okay, God, is, is this, this you opening me up or is this would this be a diversion from what who God called me to be want. and what I'm supposed to do? Yeah, so, yeah. so true. And and uh, uh, a great uh, example there of how you've lived that out as well. Let's talk about how to have more clarity each day and get more accomplished in less time. Sometimes it all is all about the lack of clarity is why we feel like we're spinning our wheels constantly, yes? Yes, yes, absolutely. So in regards to that, there's two routines that I think are just absolutely essential. Mm. When people start doing this, they wish they always had their entire yeah. life. <laughs> and that's weekly planning and daily planning. Mm. And I think a lot of times why people resist this, so I'll just address this first. Mm. So like, but the plans change and days change and weeks change and how could I make a plan? It's just going to change. I understand. Mm. <laughs> I'm not saying that you need to plan in five minute mm. increments and everything has to go according to plan. But the intention behind daily and weekly planning to give you more clarity and get more done in less time is that let's say you were getting on a sailboat. Mm. If you had absolutely no idea where you wanted to end up at -hmm. the end of your sail and the path your boat might take, you would just go in circles or who knows where you'd end up. Um, But when you start a sailboat ride, you generally say, especially if it's a long one, Mm. okay, this is where I hope to get by the end of the day. And this is about the course. Um, I will course correct as needed based on the tides and the winds or weather. But um, this is my direction and you're going to get a lot farther, a lot faster. So if you do a weekly planning process where you basically review high level, what are the different projects 
on your plate, the different mm -hmm. priorities you want to accomplish at work or at home. And then take some time to at least sketch out, whether it's on a piece of paper or in your calendar. You know, these are a few business building activities mm -hmm. I'd like to do this week because we know those always get neglected um, or can get neglected. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I this is when I'm going to exercise or I keep saying I'm going to finally get that thing for my house and I just never go out and buy it. Um, and we put that in our calendar. And then on a daily basis, some people like to do this the night before, some people the morning of. You review what you have mm -hmm. laid out, make adjustments as necessary, and then try to stay on that trajectory throughout the day. Yes. You'll get so much farther, so much faster yeah. than never having thought about it. You completely forgot you even wanted to do business development this week. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you start into your email, you wander around, read some articles, you know, ho hopefully you listen to our podcast. Yeah. Uh, that's not a bad thing. And uh, then you get to the end of the day, you're like, what did I even accomplish? Yes. And you just feel so frustrated. And that thing you wanted for your house still isn't bought, you know, three weeks later. Yeah, um, such a so great point. Is, this is really important. It's very simple. Mm. It takes you a few minutes even each day. Mm -hmm. And it just makes such a dramatic difference, particularly if you understand it's your general course. It's not the strict like test of having no. kids. Everything yeah. Done. What I love about that, and this is something that I do all the time, and I need to now, being that uh, I'm doing a daily podcast, we have to be, or I have to be very, very focused. And I've actually found it's really helpful for me because otherwise, if things are flowing too smoothly, and I like smooth, smoothly flowing, <laughs> but I also like to have, you know, chunks of time where I am, um, do, you know, the momentum is really quick and that, and I love, love that because that keeps me going and I recognize that. But what I find, as you, you've said, map out your week first because there are some clear things that we know in our business we need to do, particularly if we're updating a program, we've been launching something, updating website, whatever it is. These things need to get done and it may not necessarily be things that you do every week, but if we don't schedule time or put them in our diary, they'll never get done because work gets in the way or we will suddenly you know, jump down the hole of Facebook or some other social media uh, tool, which I'm sure we, we all can uh, fall trap to but it's key because then you can map things around or plan things around your day through that week but at least know these core things are done and I know that they're getting me towards whatever goal it is and, and your mission and, and vision. Are there some things typically and you mentioned already one that people think how on earth am I going to do that? I don't like to be too too structured. But what are some things we need to be mindful of that's going to stop us from getting to that point where we do that and it becomes a habit that we do map out right. our week, map out our right. day. So what are some of those trigger points right. we need to keep an eye out for? Yeah, for sure. So I mentioned, first of all, not being too rigid. Yes. Like we talked about before, it's okay if everything doesn't mm. go to Cornea plan, it's just fine. Um, another thing is just remembering. And so mm. I will, I have, time management coaching clients and I'll typically really, really encourage them to just put a recurring event in their calendar. So mm. have a recurring event. Um, you know, for me, I like to do my weekly planning Monday morning. Maybe mm. you like to do yours Friday afternoon or Sunday night. It's fine. Have a time set aside. And for weekly planning, we're looking at probably 45 minutes to an hour because mm. it's a much higher level look at your business and your mm -hmm. life mm -hmm. versus daily planning is much shorter. Um, and you can do the same thing for daily planning. Put a little reminder in your calendar to go off each day to say, mm -hmm. hey, like this is something you want to do. So that's one part of it. Yes. Um, another thing that 
really, it varies person to person what tool they like to use to do this. Mm. And so, for example, I really like to do my planning in my Google Calendar. Yeah. I, I like, I will usually always look at my Google Calendar in a week view mm -hmm. so I can see. Mm -hmm. And I have it set up so that my calendar goes Monday through Sunday. Yeah. So like instead of Sunday being the first day, I see Monday through Sunday. So then I can very e easily visualize mm -hmm. the time I have in the week and how it fits together. So that works well for me. Yeah. Um, some people don't like that. <laughs> and they much prefer a paper planner or mm -hmm. even a whiteboard, like having a whiteboard up in their office where they sketch out Monday through Sunday. Mm -hmm. And these are my key items to get done. So I really think there should just be non-judgment about mm -hmm. that. If you like paper, if you like a whiteboard, if um, you like some other app, that's great. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just really what makes sense to you. What are you willing to put your items in and plan with? And then what are you willing to check? And so lowering the standards in terms of feeling like there's one perfect way to do these, mm -hmm. these things, but then increasing your standards in terms of really trying to do this consistently because yes. it helps you so much. Yeah. I love the way you've said that because I think sometimes what happens is we go, right, okay, I'm going to do this time management. I'm going to really rock and roll this. And then we try and implement a system. Like for me, I've gone out and bought beautiful paper diaries. I mean, they're gorgeous and I'll use them for a week and then they just kind of sit there you know, on my desk looking beautiful. <laughs> I love the electronic. Everything goes into my diary that's electronic. And uh -huh. that's what I prefer. I still have notebooks, but they're really for jotting down notes, which will then get yeah. transferred to that. And it just allows me to carry it around, you know, on my mobile device as well. So, but what you've said is find something that you know works for you and then right. everything that you've just shared. And there's obviously so much more and we'll share with people how they can get contact with you and get access to your book, but then implement those strategies around a, a technique or, or, or tools, if you will, that's going to help you better um, just keep track of that so that you know it's done. One of the things that I love to do is, you know, those electronic diaries or even the paper um, note if I'm taking notes of the tasks that I need to do is having completion tick or an yeah. electronic tick of the box <laughs> those kind of things if they work well for you and as many of us we are ambitious we have a drive in a good way um that when it's a, a task completed we go tick and that gives us momentum doesn't it yeah to, uh, to oh continue. absolutely and it's okay to have a fusion system yeah. like i do all my planning electronically but then for my daily agenda like yes. what I actually do I like to write down on a quarter sheet yeah. of paper mm -hmm. what are my meetings for the day what am I doing and then I have this big black marker yeah. <laughs> and so I can cross them yeah, off and it's nothing and better. it makes me feel so happy <laughs> like when I see the whole paper blacked out I'm like I know my daughter a little bit off topic on this but it just shows you what works for you do that because that's going to you know give you momentum yeah. my daughter's a personal trainer and we go there a number of times per week and then there's this it's called GVT German volume training where you've got to do 10 sets of um, you know 10 of these things so two exercises times 10 so it's a hundred and then you've got like 10 marks and every time we finish a next group of 10 it's whoosh, off and so that's minimizing so by the time it's finished it's so good so rewarding but that's what we want to do is really reward ourselves 
whatever means um, right. that that enables us to say, you know what, job well done. It's been such a pleasure speaking with you again, uh, Elizabeth, and really seeing some of these practical tools and how we can apply those in our business to be far more uh, better stewards of our time, if you will. Share with us how can we get in contact with you? How can we get a copy of your book as well? Absolutely. So my website is reallife.e.com. So I'll spell that. It's R E A L. L-I-F-E, and then another E.com, <laughs> um, E is in Elizabeth, and then in terms of my book, it is, wherever Amazon is, my, my books are available, if you put in Elizabeth Grace Saunders mm -hmm. into Amazon, you'll find it, or other booksellers, and if you want to specifically find out more about my most recent book, that's at divinetimebook.com. Divine so again, that's divinetimebook.com. And um, that's really on the faith-based approach to time management. So practical tools, but with that biblical perspective. So mm -hmm. we make sure that we're aligned yeah. with God. Fantastic. So um, we'll put all of those links on the show notes, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash TCE105. And if you haven't already listened to Elizabeth's previous interview, it was episode 11 so we have done quite a few episodes between that so go to the christian entrepreneurs podcast uh, dot com and look up episode 11 and then she shares some um, more, more of your faith journey and uh, again principles around time management uh, from the biblical point of view so thanks once again for coming on the show my pleasure thank you for having me it was a joy to be here You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by BeTheDifferenceMovement.com, changing the world one message at a time. Do you feel called to influence real change with your message? Join our supportive community of like-minded influencers, thought leaders, and disruptors at www.BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. That's BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>